I'm Terry Mallet. And I'm Jared Treadway. And we're inviting you to co-create with us. From our home base in North Central Texas. We're hosting conversations that nourish our mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual intelligence. We are about being spiritually physical. And physically spiritual. We are about inspiration. And aspiration. We are about involution. And evolution. We're about self-exploration and self-excavation. We are about each of us coming to know ourselves in our fullness and wholeness so that together we serve the expansion of human consciousness with the gifts of our specific genius. Welcome to 33 North, 96 West. Good morning, Jared, and good morning to all of our 33 North, 96 West listeners and viewers. I am coming to you from Missoula, Montana this morning, and so excited to be talking with Jared in further conversation. I'm at at 33 North, 96 West. Yes, you are. Isn't technology amazing that we can connect? (laughs) It's so, so great. And in that way, you can actually, um, when, when you have a moment where there's a glitch or something goes out, uh, or you lose power, or there's no reception, you can actually thank that experience because it reminds you of how good it is when it is working. Absolutely. Yes, that's a very true statement because I've definitely had my share of that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, today's topic of conversation is going to be fulfillment. And I'm going to go ahead and introduce this by starting the conversation with a conversation, uh, reminding Jared and I, I guess you would say, with a conversation we had a while back. And there had been some contemplation. I know Jared mentioned he was contemplating contentment and satisfaction. If I recall correctly, those were the words. Yes, And at the same time, or within a very short time frame from that, my husband was contemplating similar similar concepts, and he, he spoke to me about fulfillment. So that's the word he came to through his exploration. And it reminded me that over the years, as I've worked one-on-one with clients, I've actually used that word quite a bit and said, well, it sounds like maybe what you're aspiring for or looking for is more fulfillment. And so I really wanted us to talk about that today because I think we've all been exploring that, at least those in my field have, exploring fulfillment and what that looks like perhaps for each individual, what that might mean, and for me, fulfillment is, is, I guess I would say, beyond satisfaction because it's that feeling of being full. So that's how I wanted to open that up and let us discuss today. That's brilliant. So as you were uh, setting it up, I was thinking, as we often do, perhaps it would be helpful for us to actually look at some definitions. Wonderful. And in that, we can actually discern or determine if that definition is working for us in context of these 
contemplations or if we need to redefine anything. So fulfillment is the achievement of something desired, promised, or predicted. Hmm. The achievement of something desired, promised, or predicted. I like that. Yeah. Hmm. So if I feel fulfilled, this is implying that something has been achieved, some desire. And I really like thinking about this at multiple levels too. I mean, just to kind of open up our minds and the minds of those in our field uh, around this. So, and you may have just referenced this in the intro, but like, um, I've been, I've just been on a long run and I get home and I take a shower. Oh, there's some fulfillment in that. But then I realize I am hungry. I need to eat something and then I will feel fulfilled. I mean, that's a simple desire that I have achieved fulfillment of. Is that the right way to say that? Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> and then I'm adding, I just thought to add the word sate or satisfy, um, satisfy a desire or an appetite to be full. So oh. obviously at higher levels, like, ooh, I've just received this brilliant idea and I'm inspired to like accomplish this creative thing. And when I, when I get to that point where the, the, um, the idea has become manifest in form in front of me, then there's, there's a result of that, which is a feeling of fulfillment or satiation or satisfaction. So maybe these words are also interchangeable to express an idea. I absolutely agree from, from these definitions. And what I was getting ready to ask before, we, before you even introduced satiation or satisfaction is are these, uh, you know, perhaps we can explore this question. Are these moment to moment experiences? Mm. In other words, I think, I think another way of saying that is that I, I think that's something to discuss is that we can either look at it from when I satisfy <laughs> that that appetite, if you will. I believe that was used in the in the definition. Is it a long term thing? Is it okay when I accomplish this grandeur desire, then I can be satisfied, or? I think in the past I might have been looking at satisfaction and fulfillment in a different context. In other words, it felt like satisfaction was um, almost a gateway to get to fulfillment. Mm-hmm. But I'm re-exploring that, if you will, right now because... I think all of them, all of it, all of these emotions, these feelings, these experiences, I think they can all be 
And I actually aspire for them to be in the moment, in each now moment. So, and that does not mean that I'm not going to have moments where I'm not in discomfort or dis-ease. That's not necessarily what I mean by that, is that I need to always be satisfied and fulfilled in each now moment because uh, the contrast, of course, will bring us to the choice point to, to have that. But I think where I'm going with that, I just used the word, it's a choice. It's a choice for us to, to aspire to those rather than looking at it as it can only come through when I accomplish this big grandeur dream or milestone project, you know, however we want to look at that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where maybe maybe our hiccup, if you will, is in society. We're looking at such a grand scale that we forget that we can have those moments of, I just went on a run and I feel very satisfied. I just filled my belly. You know, I took a shower, a hot shower, and I feel relaxed. Now I'm going to fill up my belly. Those are e- those are some everyday examples of how we can apply that to even bigger things. Mm-hmm. So in the small things. Mm-hmm. We find that. You may. And therefore, we attract more of that. You may. Yes. Or you may not. Exactly. (laughs) So much brilliance and wisdom in what you've just shared. And there's at least three things that I want to add, and and then we'll see where the conversation goes from that. So, the first question is, from this level of creation, like from the perspective of a human life experience, within the construct of space and time, and that is a a construct of our experience that we all participate in, agreed? Yes. Yes. (laughs) So from this perspective, do you... Um, sense or believe or know or feel, is it possible for all desire to be sated forevermore? Hmm. Of course, I think it's possible. But from this perspective, because I'm going to say no. Right, but <laughs> that's why I'm pausing in my answer because I definitely strongly, uh, I guess you would use the word believe in all possibilities, but do I necessarily think that there is one individual human being who maybe has accomplished that? <laughs> My answer, yeah. So I'm just contemplating it. I know because we are dualistic and we don't, as we exist, we don't, uh, we don't transcend duality and polarity. Right. So what what I, what I, I, I'm flowing with you and agreeing. So what I would say is if, if that occurrence became manifest, it sort of represents 
the end of the universe. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because there's nothing. So what, what, what we're doing now is earlier in the conversation, we spoke to something very basic, very f f form, like this, uh, this is a really simple example of um, burning energy and needing to replenish fuel in your physical body. I mean, that's a very basic example of a desire and an, a need to be sated and then a accomplishing fulfillment of that. But where we've just gone is to uh, a, a level of um, divine will. Like, we've just expanded to include the mechanisms of the evolution of the universe. The, the, yes. the universe is not in stasis. Mm -hmm. Our experience here is about expansion, ascension, evolution. We can't be in stasis. We're, we're in space and time, and we're participatory to this larger impulse. It, you can almost say there's a divine impulse through, through us each. Um, it's like we are the agent of, this, of the satisfying of the divine impulse. That's pretty good what I just said, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. That was very good. Yeah. So that's the first thing I wanted to say in response to your suggestion. The second, the second dynamic that I think wants to be expressed here is, as you said, in this sort of moment-to-moment -moment experience of life, let's say I have a desire or a need or an itch or an impulse And I'm not in my current moment observing the manifestation of the solution or a way to accomplish the manifestation of the solution. So I need whatever thing or I'm inspired to whatever experience or, uh, you know, I'll, there's something I want, there's an itch. And I'm looking around myself and uh, I'm not seeing the answer. It's not here. And I don't see a way to get there from where I am. What do I do with my consciousness in that moment of being dissatisfied, unfulfilled, not sated? That's a very, very excellent question. And then along with that, I'll go ahead and express the third part, and then Wonderful. we'll launch from that. The third part is, maybe the third part is actually the answer to the question, or part of the answer. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Um, Perhaps. So, can I uh, conjure, cultivate, conjure or cultivate the emotional, energetic feeling space of satisfaction or fulfillment without evidence from outside me, can I conjure it within my consciousness? Mm -hmm. And then what will happen? 
Yes, an answer in the question. <laughs> I think it is. Yes. And what the, the points you just made very strongly connect to what is going on in, in my thoughts and feelings and energy based off your first question, which as a divine human, I know the answer uh, to the first question really would be no. In other words, we're not in stasis and we are not going to achieve satisfaction or fulfillment and remain there all the time. But when I paused in my answer, of course I addressed the possibility. But but I want to kind of take all of this further based off the points that you've made and what I what is moving through me and I'm not quite sure I know the best way to introduce it, but um to take these three points, if you will, and maybe explore, well, definitely explore deeper, I should say. If, if, we, if we adopt the belief that we can achieve satisfaction and fulfillment and remain in stasis in that experience, we really are creating an illusion and we're never going to find that. There will always be that seeking for that if we actually adopt in our belief that, yes, we will accomplish that, and then we are there. Yeah, it all, uh, I, I'm flowing with you, and I think I'm, I'm agreeing. And maybe what I'll add to it, just to say it in a slightly different way, is that wouldn't actually ever be true for for you to for a human being mm-hmm. to say i am eternally fulfilled sated complete it's almost like you as you expressed it's an illusion <laughs> um it would never it would never actually always be true you may find a feeling of that in a moment but you you are going to be inspired to more desire um, more ideas, more inspiration. And so anything to the contrary to that would be denial or suppression or rejection or there's some kind of mechanism in place that is, it's within your consciousness that is lying to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, and and I wanted to bring that to point. And what you said is, is the, the perfect lead-in to you know, the third point, which was the question and the answer, is that, I'm pausing how I want to phrase this, but because I can't recall exactly how you said, how your your point was so amazing, but, but can you create within your own field and your own energy a way to bring yourself to that? Absolutely, you can. Yeah. So, so you can create, if you will, maybe a system or a a structure, which are things that I, you know, I often speak about not adopting um, in in a rigid way. But point being is, as you evolve, you can continue to bring in ways to support that, to support the. the 
perhaps the methods or the techniques that you know work for you Mm -hmm. to bring you back to that. And both and those evolve too, because I can't tell you how many times I've said and heard people, you know, clients say, I've tried everything that normally works and nothing is working. Well, that's a you know? that's a good claim. It's always good to claim that nothing works. Exactly, right? Because and when I mean, you claim that, what is the universe answer? Nothing works. Ah. <laughs> so, let's not even try. You know that kind of energy. So, because again, we have to remind ourselves it is an evolution. So, okay, that worked for a period of time and it served me and be grateful. It served me very well. It brought me to a place of being able to return back to um, just feeling aligned, for example. Yeah. But as you grow and evolve, other aspects of concepts grow and evolve and change. The techniques grow and evolve and change. The methods grow and evolve and change. And so, again, there's no stasis. Never. Yeah. I totally agree and resonate with everything that you've expressed. Uh, and what I'll add to it, just to kind of ground this and connect it uh, with within our our listeners' minds, like, so many of us have been participatory to um, religious structures and systems and institutions. And what I'm going to suggest is that for for many, those have been very effective. And if, if any religious system or structure that you have participated in has guided you toward your true realization with your inner being and your higher self, then it did what it was originally intended to do. Yes. Yeah. If you didn't find it there, it's, I'm going to suggest it's not the only place. But what we're really getting, getting down to here is some, the concept of uh, faith and trust. Mm-hmm. And those concepts, um, at least there has been an attempt to teach them through these structures and systems and institutions by beings who have realized that all true needs are met in perfect ways. That's wonderful. Isn't it? It is very wonderful. And, you know, if we really if we really dive in, we can actually find aspects of each of these religions or spiritual traditions or teachings. We can find value in all of it. Yeah. And rather than perhaps claiming that didn't work or that doesn't work or that's broken or that's wrong or, you know, so forth. I, I think when we're in it and we're in the moment of it, we're, we're perhaps, if, if something's not serving us in our expansion, 
we can be very quick to, you know, label it and judge it as, as wrong or as, I'll just use the word again, I used a minute ago, broken. But I want to tie that back to something that, that I said earlier, is it really is the evolution of it. And I find that the more I have been through my journey and evolved, things that did not work, things that felt broken, things that felt disharmonious and that created actually disconnection for me. In hindsight, now I can see aspects of those that had served me well because obviously, one, it put me on a trajectory to explore and grow and expand. Yeah. And two... Not that there's only two points here, but I'll make a couple, is, is that we, we are receiving that in the way it is being delivered by another perspective. Have we really explored it from our truth and a perspective that in which we can find the value in it? And then where there's not value for us, we don't attach to that. We don't have to label it, but we also don't have to claim it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it should be said, in some cases, there is some um, distortion and an attempt to keep us in fear of, of actually asking those questions of ourselves. Oh, absolutely. And I'm really grateful that you pointed that out because that is why, just to make it real basic why we we resist yeah i'm not like al- i'm not allowed to this. i'm not allowed to question this even though deep within myself i'm feeling right. something's a little off or there's more for me to be realized but let let's add this mm-hmm. so so is any we've we've touched on this in previous episodes is any human being or is any being um, exempt from um being included in the energy of source. No. No. And so everyone's inner being and source energy is always present and calling us forward in specific ways. Is that true? Absolutely. And it never gives up. So if you don't find your connection with your your inner being in a way that you have faith and can trust, through a system that's been offered to you, you may look elsewhere and it will always be calling you forward. Yes. It's a universal yes. Always. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so let's get this let's get this back to the realm of having needs and desires and wants and then Mm-hmm. And then, and then manifesting and and get and re- re- receiving fulfillment of that. So, there are there are some in spiritual communities who, uh, uh, or some spiritual beings or some beings on spiritual paths who resonate with the idea of becoming quite um, monastic and contemplative. And uh, there's a word I think that I want that's not coming to me, but. Once, once the initial shock or epiphany occurs, um, they they go on 
on the path of being, um, you understand this path that I'm expressing. Yes. There's a word and maybe you'll realize it, but I can't, I can't get it. I don't know if you're saying this, but I'm also hearing the word aestheticism. Yes. Aesthetic. That's the word. Okay. Yeah. We, we, yeah, we've connected and there it is. So, so, and that's brilliant for those beings because that, that is a way, that is a way, but for, for the purpose of our listeners in the field we're creating here, and this is something I've contemplated a lot in my own journey, and I, I can, I can assume you have as well, or you can speak otherwise, but we are in a manifest world where our past consciousness has created form around us. There's all kinds of buildings, cars, institutions, technology, uh, bridges, airplanes, like manifest world. It, there are things that feel good for us to think about manifesting in this manifest world. So, for instance, when you and Tim received the impulse, oh, we're going to do this overlanding thing. <laughs> that is a divine impulse. Is that a true statement? Yes, yes. Yeah. So, you have received the inspiration, and now you set about manifesting it and fulfilling the manifestation of that in your experience. And that happens in a cup on a couple of levels in a couple of different ways. First, it happens in the energetic realm, in the etheric realm. The idea came to you, you gave yourself permission to acknowledge it. Um, you both probably started seeing things in your imagination. And so right now it's all just energy and ideas, and you're having emotional responses to it. But then you received inspired um, impulse to act and use your hands and move your bodies and retrofit the truck and move into action. All inspired. Yes. Now, was your satisfaction predicated on the fulfillment of this manifestation? In other words, did it have to come true in order for you to be a happy being? Hmm. That's a really good question and a powerful one for everyone to ask themselves about every desire, <laughs> uh, which is why you asked it. it. Many, many people would say yes, but I'm going to say no. I, I can, and I, if I recall how you phrase the question. So I can find satisfaction and fulfillment in any choice I make in life. I have the choice to choose satisfaction and fulfillment in the choices that I make. Mm. That is such a powerful realization that is not served on a platter to humanity. (laughs) You know, it's really not. It's not, hey, here, here, this is an opportunity. Yeah. We're serving it up on this platter right now. Yes, we are. 33 North 96 platter. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's where I was what I was alluding to as as I believe you were as well with the question because it, it's it's a it's a constant 
buzz out there. I need, I need, I need, I want, I want, I want. I crave, I crave, I crave, I desire, I desire, I desire. Whereas it's the the energy is in the seeking. And as you mentioned, the impulse to take the inspired action comes from being in the energy of the, the desire, the passion, the idea. It started with the idea. And then, you know, you, like you said, you start imagining it. You start seeing things in your field because that's, that's witnessing the universe, bringing it into you for it to come to form. You know, I mean, I'm going to give an invitation to people that is real basic. Think of something that you've thought of that you desire. And then notice everywhere you go, you see that. Yeah. <laughs> it's in your field now. So those are opportunities to further imagine, to further visualize, to further uh, aspire Mm-hmm. But not from a place of lack, not from saying, oh my gosh, I want that and I don't have that. Yeah. Not from envy, not from lack, but from I'm bringing that into my field. I am becoming the energy of that and allowing it in my field. Yet, again, our, our conditioning and programming has told us, to let, let's look at all the reasons we can't have that, but someone else can. That's pretty big. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, oh, well, you know, and I'll just give real basic examples of, I mean, (laughs) the phrases people say to us in our journey over the last few years of full-time travel, we meet fellow travelers, they're not the ones making the comments, but the people that aren't doing it, it's amazing how many people say, you're so lucky, I sure wished I could have that. Wow, how did you accomplish that? Like, what fell into your lap to make that happen? I mean, these are just some examples of things people might say if mm-hmm. someone else has something that they feel envy for. And it's like, it was just a choice. Yeah. Yeah. And then another choice and then another choice. And, and are you saying it, it was a commitment to okay. your yes. emotional well-being, your vibrational countenance, and the fulfillment of your manifestation, just a commitment. Absolutely. Yeah. Did your commitment toward your manifestation and your well-being and your realization require you to take anything away from anybody else? <laughs> no. Or debase anyone else? No. Or manipulate anyone else? No. Does their... Is abundance limited? No. So, because you have found fulfillment and satisfaction in your adventure, does that mean that someone else has been robbed of their opportunity for it? Not at all. No. These are paradigms and structures, cultural suggestions, as we've said before, that have been offered to us for so long, millennia even. Mm Mm-hmm that they have become codified and solid. And so what you said, Terry, earlier was remaining fluid. Oh, well, here's this paradigm that has been offered to me. Do I prefer it? No. What do I prefer? I prefer to believe that anyone may realize abundance. Ooh, that feels great. I just got, I just got chills all up my... 
arms. Yeah. <laughs> Greetings. As always, Terry and I were having a lot of fun with this conversation on the idea of fulfillment and satisfaction. And we talked for about an hour and a half. And so we're going to break this one up into two episodes. And we're not going to publish both of them at the same time. So after you finish this one, after this cliffhanger, you got to wait two more weeks until we publish the next one. Stay tuned. I promise it'll be worth it. See you next time.